Tig, the Tiger, joins me this week on Track Back with Cal Mack. Now, Tig O'Donovan is an Irish teacher. He teaches science, uh, a very interesting topic. And he talks as well about how education is quite important. Obviously, being a teacher, it's extremely important. But he wanted to give education a new meaning. And that's what drew him to TikTok, to teach his students on TikTok. He thought it was the ideal platform for kids who are quite attracted to the app, um, Oh, this generation, TikTok, is quite active in schools and he talks about his own experience in his own schools with uh, his students hooked on the app and he thought to take it to his advantage. Find out more by listening to the episode. Tell us what you thought by emailing the team at trackbackpodcast.yahoo.com and give us a follow on Instagram at trackbackpod. But here is Tig telling us more. the tiger welcome my friend how are you i'm very good i'm very very good i'm a little bit tired i'm i'm marking uh, exam papers all weekend so i'm doing late night shifts i'm just trying to get them all done finished now before the school uh closes in, in july so i'm just keen to get them all done this weekend hashtag schools out for summer and how many times have we heard that on the adverts let's just say that you could never get enough of seeing those adverts with all the kids jumping in the pools throwing their exam papers up in the air because they don't give a you know what and we're not going to say it on this show but um it's it's a pleasure to have you on the tiktok trek um the show where i interview multiple tiktokers about why they set up their tiktok account but tyke um <laughs> What made you set up TikTok, man? What was the uh, inspiration behind joining uh, the most popular app of this year, last year, and however many years it's been uh, um, on the app store? Um, I suppose I kind of got into it for a very unusual reason. I've stuck with it for a better reason. I got into it because when lockdown first happened, I suppose I'd heard the students talking about it literally all year long, ranting and raving about TikTok. And I was doing the typical adult thing of, I've no interest in the kids app. I'm not interested in doing anything or seeing anything from it. I've no interest in it whatsoever. Avoided it like the plague. And uh, then we went into lockdown and none of the kids were doing any of the online work I was setting. They just had no interest in going onto Google Classroom or, or emailing me back. And I was kind of going, what are they doing with their days? Um, and I was lucky enough that I was able to go around and visit some of the kids to drop off some food packages. And they were saying they were spending their entire day just watching TikToks and scrolling on the app. So I said, if they didn't start doing their work, I'm going to go on TikTok and they'll go on, they're going to see me there as well. Not realizing that thousands and thousands of people could see whatever I'm putting up there, you know, just thinking, oh, yeah, the kids will see it because it's in the local area. Um, so that's kind of what got me started. I was I wanted to be the annoying teacher that said, if you don't do the schoolwork on Google Classroom, you're going to end up seeing me teaching science on TikTok instead. Um, and that's kind of just how it started. And it's kind of just grown from there, to be honest. It surely has. So what was the you know, who who exactly was the first influencer on the app when you joined that you it, it kind of struck a chord with you? You thought, wow, that's pretty cool. Um, you know, I, I can take something from them. Do you know what? I suppose when I first started, I didn't really, I didn't see everyone as influencers. I think I just saw a lot of normal people. It just seemed to be a lot of everyday normal people just jumping on the app and just, you know, sharing their messages and whatnot. So I suppose I didn't really see it as influencers at the beginning. It kind of felt very just natural and organic that it was just anyone and everyone was on it, you know? Yeah. Um, but I suppose for me, after probably the space of about maybe a month, two months, I started to become part of this teacher community that just grew to an insane level kind of by July and August um, where 
I was just meeting other teachers on the apps that were talking about the same thing that I was talking about with school and what school life was like and making little skits and jokes about what school life was like. Um, and, and it just kind of grew from there and I kind of fall into kind of a couple of little niches now where, you know, I'm very much talking about school life and, and what that life is like. And then I've got Irish life and what Irish life is like, and then the sports and the fitness and motivation kind of things. So it's kind of, I'm falling into a couple of different groups, but there's, there's amazing people in each one of those categories that are just phenomenal, that will inspire you so much to just keep pushing on with making content, but also trying to inspire others to, to improve themselves as well, you know? So when it came to deciding what content you were going to put on, I mean, no question. <laughs> I mean, how beneficial was the fact that the content you were doing on TikTok was practically what you do in everyday life? Yes and no, I suppose. I think initially I was kind of mixing it between two and I still am to a degree, but I've, I've separated into two different pages now where one for me is about the kind of comedic look at like what school life is like and that we've all experienced with school. So there's one page that's very much all about jokes. And then there's another page that I've made called TWT Science, which is all just about science and helping school kids kind of understand it in a more down to earth kind of basic language kind of style because I think sometimes when you look at the content that's out there in terms of education people are just overcomplicating it and making it way harder for the everyday person to actually understand and I I suppose that's what's kind of made my page grow in that sense is that people realize that I'm just trying to make it easier for for the everyday person to understand and help them get through education um, so that's kind of where I've taken the science part of it, but yeah, just separating them into two different groups now and having two different pages has, has made such a big difference because, you know, my, a lot of the people that are there to see the jokes aren't there to see the science side of things. And a lot of people that are there for the science aren't there to see the jokes, you know? So it's, um, it's nice to have two different kind of communities that I'm, I'm, I'm yeah. working with constantly. Now, when you look at school subjects, obviously people would say, you know, the most fun subject is, you know, physical education. But for me, science was, it was just so interesting. It was so fun, you know, learning about, you know, biology and, you know, the food chain and planets and, and all that, you know, the Bunsen burners, which was so cool. I mean, how fun is it to, you know, release skits on stuff like that? Because, you know, I would myself, if I was that age, all that time ago um that i would i would just you know find it so interesting you know so like how fun is it to pick all those elements no pun intended um from you know on those sketches you can do so much things with science because there is a lot of thing to the scientific spectrum isn't that yeah there's there's a huge amount that you can you can do with it the, the biggest issue that i've had i suppose really is Weirdly, it's about ownership of the content because when it comes to trying to use all of the equipment in school and doing experiments and, and, and using the equipment that the school owns and using school's chemicals, there's actually a kind of an argument to be made that the content you make using the school's equipment technically belongs to the school. Whereas if you're just using the baseline classroom and you're not using any equipment, it's more that it's your content. So it's the, the biggest difficulty with, with trying to do experiments for the sake of making content is the argument of who actually owns it afterwards. Um, so I've kind of had that kind of issue in the past with, with schools were kind of deciding is, you know, is it their content or is it my content because it's their equipment? 
Um, but I'm really lucky, I suppose. I've, I've kind of the last couple of schools I've been with have been really supportive. And they said, look, if you want to start branching into using more of the equipment so that you can make more educational content while using the scientific equipment we have, then, you know, you're, you're more than welcome to do it. And they've, they've given me the full ownership of it. So particularly coming into next next year, the next academic year in September, I'm really looking to hone down and doing a lot more experiments and, and building in that time during the week where I can actually sit down and, you know, properly record some experiments, make it entertaining and make it educational at the same time and, and really put out the content that doesn't exist there at the moment. Everything is very you know, straightforward, academic, very linear, but there's very few things that are really engaging students to, to kind of enjoy learning yeah. through a video. And, that and, and that's what that's what science does. It takes you to that next place, doesn't it? Mm. And, and like you said, it's such a broad, broad subject that you can find any element of science and attach it to one of your hobbies or interests or something that you see in everyday life. There's There's no way that we can avoid science so you might as well make it enjoyable for people to learn about. You, you mean you're walking in science? I mean, it's it, you're living in science. It's it's unbelievable. But speaking of those experiments, what sort of ideas would you like to you know showcase on TikTok? What what kind of experiments would you like to do? And what you feel that students would find quite appealing? Uh, well, I suppose this is the biggest debate about what, where I want to take those experiments really is do I want to follow the line of the curriculum so that it's most beneficial for kids when they're like trying to move towards their exams and I suppose that's where I see that there's a big opportunity where like we look at the GCICs, we look at the A-levels or even if I look at the Irish curriculum, looking at the junior start and the leaving start kind of going what are the core experiments that they need to know and you know what are the difficulties about uh, attached to it. I'm lucky that TikTok's given me access to three minute videos now as well. So if I'm to record these experiments, I can probably get the majority of it into the three minute video and, and put it out there for them to watch. But then I'm also thinking, do I go outside of that realm and create experiments um, that are just purely for the enjoyment of doing science and something that I know the kids will go, wow, that's amazing. I can do that at home. I'm going to get these, these couple of different products and I'm going to try this experiment itself. So it's trying to figure out what the best avenue right now for me is. Um, and I suppose for me, I'm thinking I get a lot of kids coming to me looking for exam help. So I probably will go down the educational route first and then I'll explore the fun stuff afterwards. What I find quite interesting as well is the fact that, you know, when I was in school and I'm assuming when you were in school as well, when it came to revision for GCSEs and A-levels, all we had was, well, websites and books. But TikTok, What's really interesting about your content is the fact that it can give a whole new lease of revision. You know, it's a completely new sort of dimension for kids can just go on an app. Well, they can just go on an app and watch you basically tell them what they need to know. It's a completely different sort of way to learn considering books, because a lot of kids, I mean, they're not a fan of learning in books. They, they don't take the time out to revise. So those kids that, you know, are not really good with revision. Do you think that TikTok can help them see it in a new light? Yeah, and I, I think it's a, it's a completely different style of revision. Anyway, I almost think of it as a bit like so, an activity I do every so often inside in classes. I'll, I'll put out a science meme on Google Classroom or I might even put them up on the screen and at, at the start of a lesson that's linked to something that we've previously learned. 
And I check to see if they actually understand and get what the meme is saying. Because if they understand what the meme is saying, then they've other understood the concept that we've talked about in the previous lesson. Um, and they go, oh, I get it because of, you know, X is happening here. And, and that means that that's because of this. And if they understand that, then you kind of go, okay, then they, they've, 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 they've really honed in and understood what was there for the previous lesson. Sometimes I think when I use, particularly when I use like a TikTok sound or a TikTok trend or whatever's happening and I, I make a video where it's only 10 or 15 seconds, but there's this one little element of science that's attached to it. If they all go, oh, I know that because, you know, for example, I did one on a, a double helix strand and um, discussed the idea of the difference between RNA and, and DNA. And you look at the comment section and everyone's like, oh my God, yeah, I get it. Cause as the DNA has got double helix, it's got the little ladders and they're talking about how the base pairs match up in the middle. And you can see there's that kind of flashback where people are reconnecting with things they've learned previously. And then there's other sketches where, you know, I make some sort of a joke and the comment section is, I don't get this. I don't understand what it means. And then you go, okay, that, that shows me that you've not learned this topic. That's something that you have yet to learn in school. So then I might like suggest them going, oh, ask your teacher about, um, you know, what a H plus donor is or a, a, an OH minus is. And it gives them an opportunity to try and then go off and show their teacher the, the actual TikTok itself and go, can you help explain this to me? And that will kind of drive that conversation as well. But it's a really interesting new way of figuring out if they understand that actual small detail in science or not. You know, it's, 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 yeah. it's, it's memes in videos, essentially. Now, if you haven't done it yet, please do it. But do your own version of the periodic table song. Please do it. <laughs> I'd, I'd get tongue-tied. It'd be too difficult. It's, that, that was, it's one that of those was the first I thing I ever watched. at some stage. But um, there's about three or four different versions out now. I did love the, the original, the Tom Lair one, where he's just absolutely rattling through them. I think it's just fantastic. But I know that, um, what are they called? Is it ASAP Science or something like that? They've done a, another version. It's kind of more, more modernized, but it's done off of the can-can yeah. instead. And that seems to, like, you can tell people's ages based on which song they use for the periodic table now. Anyone that's under the age of like 16, 17, they've all used a new can-can version. And anyone older than that's still using the, the Tom Lair one. But um, yeah, I, I mean, everyone asks, can I do it? And I never, I'm like, I can't, I get tongue-tied tongue too quickly. What would you say the best skit you've ever done? Uh, and uh, The reasons like behind, you know, the skit, like what did you enjoy about doing that skit? I mean, the reception you got from it um, and your own personal memories of it. Um, well, I suppose it's it's interesting because what I would deem as my most favorite one probably isn't the one that has been most popular with everyone. The most popular video I've had is is that DNA versus RNA one where it's had about 8 million views now. Um, and I think it was just because it struck such a chord with everyone that they they were like, yeah, we, we get this. It reminds us of school. And, and just kind of the video it was itself was only 10 seconds long. But you know, and, and again, when we made it, I, you know, I was literally at home on a Friday evening, I think, and my sister was in the sitting room and I said, look, do you mind jumping in, in this video? I have a random idea. Let's just have a crack off of it. And I think we did it. We took maybe we, we attempted it twice and we nailed it on the second one, but we were falling over with laughter. It was just one of those ones that was just felt so fun and enjoyable. And it just seemed to strike a chord with everyone. They really seemed to enjoy it. 
Um, but I, I would argue it's probably not my favorite one, weirdly enough, even though it's the most popular, probably not my favorite one. Um, there is a couple that I've done with uh, a bunch of Irish creators um, recently enough where and I, I, I suppose they're my favorite because it just reminds me of the weekend. We were involved with a photo shoot um, for an Irish bridal dress company and um, the entire weekend we were just having such a big laugh while doing it and then we just started on the Sunday just started making content together the whole lot of us there was maybe about 10 or 11 of us there just making content and just having a real good time so those kind of videos for me they're my favorite because it's the first time I've actually been able to interact with other creators on the app in real life um which you know, if you took it back to March of last year, I would never have expected to be saying, you know, I, I never used social media properly before March of last year. There's kind of that golden rule in teaching of you kind of keep your social medias private because you don't want the kids seeing what you're up to. And I still do have my own private pages on, on Instagram and Facebook, but I was like, you know what, this is quite nice. It's a very unique element and a unique opportunity to be recognized for the content you're making and to spend time with other content creators. It's great. And you're the most famous science teacher on TikTok. I mean, it's all paid off. Well, to me, you are. I think you are. Um, now, I really want to know what your inspiration behind, you know, going into science was. And what you say um, that Brainiac, do you remember that show Brainiac um, with mm. Richard Hammond? Did that kind of inspire you in somewhat of a way? And also in the future, if you do branch out, please do some experiments that they did on Brainiac. I would love to see a huge potassium explosion. Um, well, you, you find it quite interesting. In Ireland, we didn't have Brainiac really growing up. It was, I suppose it was on the BBC. And while we had the BBC, it's not the main channel in Ireland. So we didn't actually have those kind of same science influences on us growing up. Um, but what got me into science really was, uh, and I'm glad, and I hope, I hope I'm inspiring kids the same way, but I was lucky. I had one or two really amazing science teachers when I was in school. Um, and I think I was always kind of pushing in the direction of being a teacher anyway. I've always been quite good at giving instruction and kind of clear communication and creating, you know, good learning environments for kids. Um, so I was always kind of from an early age leading in that direction. And I was just very lucky. I had a couple of amazing science teachers that inspired me to kind of push in that direction and, and explore science more than any other subjects. Um, but yeah, most certainly I would love, I would love the scenarios someday I've been able to, do the kind of the same experiments that Brainiac has because again a lot of that stuff you can link back to the curriculum and and that's the kind of the thing that schools want to see is that when you do make content for an educational capacity that it's going to be relevant to help the kids get through the exams so if I can maybe do like a nice blend of 80% and 90% experiments that are going to help for school and then the 10% that are just pure fun to help them enjoy science I'm 100% down for that if there's if there's any sponsors out there listening that want to throw money my way to create a little show like that i'm more than happy to take their, take it on board um let's just hope the kids will appreciate the theory more than the burning caravans let, let, let's hope they <laughs> yeah. do that more um but you know i love the fact you want to inspire kids you know uh, and but do you think as well the, the kids in you know that you teach that you know are really taken aback by your love of science and and and, and the way you teach do you think the fact that during the pandemic when they were off school and, and everything was up in the air, you never know what was going to happen. Do you think they appreciated like how you were going out of your way to still educate them on TikTok when they couldn't be with you in person in school because of 
that uh, rampaging virus? Do you know what? I suppose the first couple of weeks and possibly months, really, they found it quite, uh, I suppose, like a novelty. And, and like, you know, I heard from a lot of them that they were telling their friends, that their teacher was on TikTok and that they, I was making videos and stuff. So in a weird way, it was almost like a nice little brag for them at times. And, I, and still like with the school I'm in at the moment, because I went back to Ireland and started teaching in Ireland, but came back to, um, to help out at, the, at my, one of my old schools here. Um, and even the kids here now are like having that little brag of going, oh, we've got a TikTok teacher inside in our class. Um, but I think the first school I was in, um, I'd been there for, you know, two, two and a half years before the whole TikTok thing started. And for them, it was a novelty at the beginning. But, you know, after about a month, they were like, oh, it's, it's back to normal now. It's just our teacher, you know. Um, and that's the thing. I was lucky in that sense that it, it for the first probably month or so it encouraged students to do more work that's what i found was the biggest impact with it was that the fact that i was reaching out and going where they spent most of their time and showed that i was going to do a little bit extra to try and engage with them even if it was a case of me just putting up a video that they might by chance see on their their for you page that was still enough to kind of engage them with thinking about doing some of my extra work that i'd set in google classroom and sometimes I'd go out of my way as well on Google Classroom to make a little Loom video, put that up there as well, where I'm having a little laugh and joke just for them and that they'll get a personalized video on Google Classroom. Um, but it was just trying to encourage them to come back and engage with education. That's really why I went on to TikTok in the first place was just see if I can get them more engaged because that first month to two months, it was just incredibly difficult from a teacher's perspective to see how hard students were struggling with trying to engage with education just get back into it in different ways so i felt that i needed to reach out in a different capacity other than the emails which everyone was doing the google notifications the the calling home going to where the kids actually are spending their time that made a difference for me anyway noticing engagement afterwards now what's support been like from family friends um pupils and fellow staff members and are you getting a lot of um, recognition, um, you know, in the schools? Oh, it's the TikTok teacher or out in the streets of, of good old Jolly Island? Um, I've had a little bit of recognition, I suppose, in public once or twice. Nothing insane. It's not celebrity worthy, but... Um, not yet. Like, I suppose... The, <laughs> not yet, yeah. Um, I suppose with the, the students themselves, they love it. I've not heard a single student ever complain about the fact that I've been on TikTok. They, you know, they, they understand that I'm going on there... To, well the element of education anyway that, that I'm there to try and help them but also the, the jokes about school life and what it's like they understand that it's it's kind of it's it's giving them an opportunity to to reflect and have a, a little laugh at what they recognize every day in school so the students absolutely love it pretty much all the teachers I've I know in person think it's incredible and they love it as well because particularly when like I get messages from different teachers and even teachers I trained with five or six years ago who are sending me messages going, you'll never guess what one of the teachers in my school is after putting in a video of you into our school WhatsApp joking about how this happened the other day. And you're kind of going, well, that's the whole point of it. I want to give other teachers the opportunity to have a laugh about what teaching life is like and what school life is like. You do get the odd occasional, you know, parent or teacher that will write something stupid in the comment section complaining. But, you know, 
they they've only looked at a 10 or 15 second video and they've not looked at the rest of the page they've got they've got this snapshot image of what they think i'm trying to do with my page and that you know that uh, they can they feel like they've got the entitlement to be as critical as yeah. they want and i suppose the danger is when you do make content publicly is that you are putting yourself in a dangerous situation where anyone can say anything they want about you because it's public um but you just kind of have to take it on the chin you can have a little discussion with them and say well look this is what my intention was behind the post and you know i'm not trying to cause any offense but i am still trying to you know bring to light what school life is like and if that's not been your experience and i'm sorry that you've not you know experienced it the same way as other people but it doesn't change my mind about putting out the content and enjoying it um and you just i, I think the other side of things as well is that in, in more recent years people just love to have a good moan you'll always get a good oh yeah 100 100 percent and, and, and they're looking for that social approval of going, well, I, I feel that teachers should be held at a way higher moral standard than everyone else. How amazing am I to feel that that's the way teachers should be? And you're just kind of going, have you been in a school in the last 10 years? Like, you know, that's the thing. School life has completely changed in the last decade. It's changed in the last three, four years. And even with the last 12 months, it's changed so dramatically. These people need to get a grip of reality and what yeah. life is really like. You know, if you're saying that teachers need to be set, held to the same level as doctors and, and, and other really high end people, pay them the same amount, pay them the exact same amount and teachers will behave in a more and a more, uh, you know, morally high held standard. But I mean, if you're going to pay, pay them pittance then you know, you're going to get normal people who just want to live the life and help kids. That's what we're there to do it for. We we go into teaching not for the money, but to help the kids. But yeah. if you're going to have, try and expect us to hold us at a, a higher standard than you live your own life, then it's a bit unrealistic. Love it. Now, quickly, physics, chemistry or biology? Chemistry, straight up, love it. And I never thought Brilliant. I would ever say it, um, especially because when I first started teaching, I started with a biology degree. So it was uh, biology was my first love and um, did my degree in it, had a minor degree in chemistry. And then moved to the UK. And the first thing the school said was, oh, we see you've got a little chemistry degree there. Let's uh, let's just make you a chemistry teacher. And I suppose I was keen to impress. So I said, fine, I'll do a couple of hours of chemistry. And I've absolutely fallen head, head over heels in love with chemistry now. I absolutely adore it. Brilliant. Well, before I let you go, um, where can we find your socials for the viewers that are listening? And you can catch this interview on Apple and uh, Spotify. Uh, so uh, on TikTok, you have Teach With Toig, and that's kind of my fun entertainment page where it's like school and Irish life and just life in general. Um, my science page is TWT Science. Uh, I also have that on YouTube as well because that's kind of more education based. And then on Instagram, it's Teach With Toig as well. So that's kind of the, the couple right. I've got going on at the moment. Well, Tyg, thank you so much for joining me on the show. Cheers. Thanks, William Cal. Bye, mate. Bye. Bye, bye, bye. <laughs> Oh, 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 oh,